It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. What's going on? Hello. I can see you. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. You're out in LA right now? Allegedly. Allegedly? Yeah, I don't want to, don't give don't give out your location. <laughs> Could be anywhere in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, of course. But no, I really do appreciate it. I've been listening to your music for a, a long time and I've been listening to it all day in preparation for this. Oh, so. thanks, man. I, that means a lot. I appreciate I appreciate yeah. you, you know? Yeah, no, of course, dude. I, uh, I don't know what. I guess we'll we'll start now. Welcome to Bucked Up. This is Adam Snow, great producer out of DC. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've I love your new song. Uh, well, you've had a couple new ones, but the one with uh, No Time is like that's been daily rotation all the time. That's such a good song. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And what I love kind of is you have songs with some pretty big artists, but I love that you put on, like you have other artists on and it makes it opens up to completely new worlds. And that song is like great. And it really, you know, opened me up to young Dre as a rapper, too. Oh, this kid. This kid's amazing. Yeah. Where is he out of D.C.? He's from uh, he's originally from Connecticut, but currently he's San Diego, like La Jolla based. Oh, how'd you guys meet up? A friend of mine, a friend of a friend knew him and sent me one of his songs. And then we just like hit it off. We just started talking a bunch and I don't know, he likes like anime and stuff and like, yeah. like I don't know, like we became <laughs> friends and uh, I was like, yo, you're the future. We got to do, uh, we got to do an album. And then it somehow became two albums. And then I don't know, it might, it might be three now. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, you guys have that chemistry. I can tell, like, yeah. I don't know. It, you can tell when producers and rappers are friends. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it's a different energy yeah. uh, to the music. Yeah. How old are you? I can't say. I'll say, like, a cheap key say, like, 300. <laughs> no, uh-uh. You're not. I can't. This isn't, like, uh, I can ask you. You're not some girl that I'm on a date with. I can, I'm interviewing you. I can ask you. Because you've been in the game a long time, and that's. Yeah. I was just, but you still have like a. How old do you think I am? I would say mid twenties. Okay, I'm old. I'm 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 an old man. Are you? Yeah. You keep with the times though. That's what I'm surprised about. I thought you were like, how how old were you when you started like, getting traction? Because you were what like 2014, 2015. Well, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't start off in rap though, right? I started off in rap. Then I switched for like three years and I did like the chill, chill vibes like thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. What's the uh, what's the uh lo fi? What's that? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then and then the rap just like pulled me back in and you know, now I'm here. Which uh who who pulled you back in? I want to say probably uh, Gucci Mane. I I started doing a bunch of like chill stuff, and then I was doing a bunch of like remixes, and then I was like, instead of doing a remix, why don't I just get Gucci Mane on this song? Like that could be cool, 
you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and you, then I just, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I did the one and then I was like, oh, I could do a whole album of these, you know? <laughs> so. How'd you reach, how do you, like, how do you reach out to Gucci, man? That doesn't sound like you got him on a track. That's the thing is like, I see some of your shit and I'm like, damn, like you're in, like you're in it. You're in the you you got it. You have some great they, connections. That's what they tell me. <laughs> but you also work well with them. It's not like you don't hold your own. It's not like you don't have your own place with the mu uh, in music. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No, of course, dude. I'm I've been like I'm really happy to talk to you. It's really it's cool that I that's the whole thing of this podcast. I like talking to people that I actually like listen to and I'm real cool. fans of. I've got a question for you now. The shoes yeah, on of the course. Foot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um how did you find my music? Um so I like honestly like Freddie Gibbs is one of my favorite rappers. Mm -hmm. I love Freddie Gibbs. So I heard um you have two two tracks with them. Yep. And um nine to five really that's your that's the song that honestly i was like oh this is this is amazing and that made me go and listen to all your other stuff and the thing about that song that i really okay is the intro clip from is that theo vaughn's podcast it's joe rogan's podcast with david cho it, oh, that's what it It's Joe Rogan and David Cho. Okay. I don't know why I thought I read, but I recognized it. And I, Joe Rogan's the reason I kind of got into what I'm doing. I got in a bad hockey accident. He, oh, he helped me that. get out of it. So that when I heard that, that epic, was it from the first one together? Yeah, I think, I think so. I could be wrong, but let's go with that for, for this purpose. Of <laughs> that's crazy, though, that you have that, that you just like, why'd you pick that clip? Because I... I'm just I'm a huge, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a somewhat Joe Rogan fan, uh, but I'm a big David Cho fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, like DVDSA forever, if you're into that, if you know what that means. But <laughs> I don't, but I am a fan of him. See, I'm the other way, but I'm a big fan of him from that and learning his story and then going back and like reading about, you know, the Google uh, the the was it Facebook? Yeah, yeah. It was just, but when I heard that, that's kind of how I like to live my life too. Is the yeah. uh, the message in that? So that's kind of what connected me too. I was like, oh damn, this is a really, a really uh deep cut to put into. Into the into a song. Yeah, man, you gotta be that. Way. I'm I'm edgy and cool, as I like to say. <laughs> edgy and cool. Yeah. What. So you you we went but when when did you start music? Like how old were you? Okay. Technically, I mean, when I was like two years old, like dancing on the table, my grandma was like, Oh, he's gonna he's gonna do something with that one day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I was like seven, like we got like a piano at the house and I would just like bang on the keys and like come up with like melodies and songs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but like taking it seriously, seriously, yeah, probably about what you said, like 2015-ish. Okay. What type of music were you listening to, like your family around you growing up? Jeez. Uh, whatever, whatever I want. <laughs> um, okay. The first CD I got was... You, you remember like now you ever listen to the now mixes oh yeah uh -huh. it was like all like the top the top stuff i got like yeah. a now now that's what i call music 
like I want to say like volume seven or something <laughs> for my uncle for my birthday. And I had like gorillas um, and it had like Chingy and it had T.I. Rubber Band Man. And I just remember T.I. Rubber Band Man being like just blowing my tiny mind at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and then I just like dove head first into like hip hop music from there. Was you, so was your family into rap at all? Um, not really. I mean, my mom's like a scientist. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. So what type of scientist? What? What type of scientist is your mom? Uh, neuro, like neurobiology. Oh, wow. So she's yeah. like, is she, was she supportive of your music career? In the beginning, no. Mm -hmm. But I used to do like the like the beat circuit around DC when I was a kid. Yeah. And I would stay out late and I would go to these things. And eventually one time I was out like too late. And she was like, ah, I don't believe this. I'm coming to take you. I'm taking you home. We got to get out of here. And I was at this beat battle. And I, I didn't think I was going to like win or be anything. But I just kept like winning. So I have kept having to stay later and later. I'm like, I don't know if you know DC, but like there's like a curfew. So if you're under 18, like it's like illegal or whatever. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No. I'm, I'm coming to get you. Uh. You know, um, so she drives all the way to downtown DC to pick me up. And uh, she like walks into the club and she's like, ah, we're getting out of here. And uh, there's all these just like super like hip hop heads that are like, oh, like your son, he's really talented. You gotta work <laughs> this thing, you know? <laughs> Did she, and then she kind of got it. Yeah, and then then she kind of had like a moment. There's because there's all these people, and they're all like, "He's he's really good." Like, yeah, and she was like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, okay, okay, I think something's happening here, you know. And she yeah. let me like, stay. I didn't win. I got like second place or whatever, but but still, you were like a younger than eighteen. Yeah, you know, placing. That's so. I I I'm a stand up. I do stand up comedy, and um. My mom, my mom's a teacher, not, not a nurse, but she's a teacher and she wanted me to like go to college, you know, yeah. get, get it, like do that. And then my senior year, of, I flew out to LA by myself to perform at the comedy store. What oh, cool. a fake ID to get in. Like, I really want like the same thing. It's like, what are you doing? But it's like, I know that I'm following my dreams, yeah. chasing them. You know, the, the clip from the David Cho clip. It's like, you got to do it. You just got to say, fuck it and do it. And then she saw me perform for the first time mm. do stand up. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay. I guess like it's serious. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's that there's that flip that switches in their mind. Yeah. Whether it's like if they're serious about this, then I can't you like, you know, hold them back. Yeah. So you you were doing the is that was your that was your first like introduction was the beat circuit. Yeah. I and mean, then, also you mentioned stand up comedy. I mean, we could we could probably go into a whole but I, I'm also a fan of stand-up comedy. I mean oh, I don't know, I know this is like my like thing or whatever, but I kinda wanna ask you all these like who like who do you like? Like who are your favorite? Uh, who are my favorite? I mean I just I feel like it's such a um shitty thing to say Joe Rogan because he's really popular now. But it's like when I was sixteen in a in a really dark place after the hockey accident, like he wasn't that well known, and he like pulled me out of it, and his stand up really like changed my life. So I really like him. I love Dave Chappelle. I love Bill Burr. I love Tom Segura. I love 
I even like Nick Swardson. Like I like silly I'm, comics. Underrated, underrated. Really underrated comic. I like Brian Regan. I love like clean comics. I saw Jim Gaffigan on my tenth birthday. I love okay. Jim Gaffigan. Like there's very few comics that I dislike. Okay. If that if that makes sense. Okay. Who do you like? Like who are your favorites? Obviously Dave Chappelle because he's from my city, DC. Yeah. Rep the gang, of course. Um, I like Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's amazing. Yeah, because you know, they, they gotta represent for the Asians. <laughs> um, who else do I like? Oh, I do like Theo Vaughn a lot. Theo Vaughn's great. Amazing. Um, oh, I love Midge Hedberg. I don't know if you know, like, like Midge. I do. I love Midge R. Hedberg. RIP the legend. Yes. Um, who else do I like? I like a lot of the people you named. Obviously, Joe's fire. Oh, do you like Adam Devine? Oh, I love, uh, yes, yes. I, uh, he was one of the first comics I ever met. The, he's, oh, yeah. you guys would probably have, you know his story, right? No, I don't. He was a kid, I, I think he was like, like 11 or 12 or something, and he got hit by a semi. Really? Like, across the street. Yeah, so he was in a wheelchair, he had a horrible accident, he thought he would never walk again or something. He had a horrible accident, and he was in a wheelchair for like three years. I don't know if his exact thing, but he was in a wheelchair for like three years, like multiple surgeries. And he said that when he was in the hospital, he didn't have anything to do except like, like prank call people and like and like watch like comedy specials and, and stuff like that. So that's yeah. like where he like developed his uh, his comedy. His that's so. That is crazy. Uh, I yeah. The pair. Well, that's like. Uh... I don't know how much you listen to Joe Rogan, but he talks about like there are a lot of comics who had head trauma yeah. younger at earlier age and then they're like comics later in life. And that's what happened to me. I got bad head trauma when I was 16 and now I'm a comic, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's funny. So someone online said that clip was Theo Vaughn and that's, I was trying to do a, so a search. So that's why I thought that was Theo yeah. Vaughn on that song. Well, I didn't correct them. So it's par partially on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but with Bobby Lee, so I, when I went out to the the store mm -hmm. when I was young, I, you know, I used a fake ID to get in, and I sat front row at every show that I wasn't performing. Mm -hmm. And Bobby Lee was performing every night oh, that snap. week. Yeah, yeah. So every night he saw me, and like the second or third night in, he was like, can you stop sitting in the fucking front row? Like, you're freaking me <laughs> out. Like, I feel like I have to do new material every yeah. night. And so I'm like... I thought he was joking. So the next night I sit in the front row and he's like, why the fuck are you sitting in the front row again? Like, don't do this. And then the next night I sit in the back, the second row. And he's like, I can still see you in the fucking second row. Yeah. And it's just, I, oh, whenever I think it was just so funny that, but I love Bobby Lee. He's great. But sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but we can talk about stand up all day. That's just, that's <laughs> yeah. my, and music. But, um, so you were doing the beat circuits. And then when did you, what was your next step after that? How did you get into? Um, yeah, so my next step was probably just like going on Facebook and just like finding like rappers, real names and stuff. This was back when like Facebook, like wasn't a huge thing and people would still, like, still put like all their personal information just like in the about section. Yeah. So I just went on there and I just started finding everyone's real names and, and you know, sending him emails like, hey, like, deliver your stuff. Can I, here's some beats, you yeah. know? Um, and then from that, uh, a rapper, I don't know if you know GLC, but he was on some songs with Kanye. He was on like- uh, Oh, yes, I do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was on Spaceship with Kanye. I feel like that song. Yeah. Um, 
he just called me up out of the blue one day and was like, hey, like your beats are really good. I got this email in my spam folder, uh, you know, but you know, let me give you use of them, you know? Yeah. And then next thing, next thing I know, uh, he sends me like the, the link to the mixtape and it's like Kanye West, like introducing like the song and then like my B plays and then he's just rapping like his whole tape and stuff. That's great. So how long into you sending out these messages did he hit you back? Enough time to where I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Enough time that you were like, I should just give up or like, I was were like you? No, I was like, he's never going to respond or whatever. But like, I was yeah. always like, it's worth a shot, right? Were you, was that the first person that messaged you? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm, how long do you think that was? Because the reason I'm asking is because yeah, this isn't really a self-help podcast, but in the way that it's like, you do have to just stick it out. So that's why I'm asking. I mean, I'll pick up the, I'll pick up the, the self-help mantle. We can, we can, we can go there, you know? <laughs> it's self-help as much Believe as Joe. Yourself, yeah, know? exactly. As much as Joe Rogan is a self-help podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but how long do you think that you were sending those out? Oh my gosh. Uh, maybe three months. Okay. And how old were you at this time? I want to say 16, 17. So did, were you like, damn, I like, I really hit something at an early age. You're 16. I mean, it was cool because I was such a fan of the music, but like, I didn't make like a gazillion dollars off the song, you know? No, of course, but it's not the. It's not the money that the, the song didn't blow up, but like for me, I was like, it's, it's exactly that's what no exactly yeah. in the same way that I'm like, oh, like I'm a real fan of yours, so I'm excited to talk to you. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. It's like a, it's like a step, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, what was the next one after that? The next one after that, I guess to be honest with you, I kind of abandoned the whole thing. Oh, I went yes. to what. <laughs> So you just gave up after that? You were like, I didn't give up, but I was like, I'm going to college. Like, you know, uh, and I went to school for three-ish years, four, three, four years. School for, what did you go to school for? Studying? Business. Mm. I understand. <laughs> but that, it's the, the parallels. I went to the comedy store, did stand up, and then stopped. Yeah. I stopped oh. after that, went to college, and then oh, yeah, exactly, gang, gang. Yeah, exactly. You have to live the. So then, did you do music at all during college while you're studying business? Yeah, like you know, just for fun, just like mm -hmm. I would still, like when I wasn't working on like papers or like group projects or whatever, mm -hmm. I would just like, oh, like I made a beat, you know, mm -hmm. and just then like what? what? Would you tell your friends about it, or is it more just for yourself? I tell my friends about it. Yeah, sure. I told them about it. Yeah. But I wasn't like, I didn't like try to like show off really. You know, I was just like, oh, check this out. It's cool. Yeah. But I think like uh, my friends, they like wanted to show off because they were like, oh, this is really cool. And I was just like, oh, oh, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, I was just trying to, you know. So yeah. then you said three and a half years. Did you drop out? Yeah. And did you stay in school though? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. No civilization. But we. I mean, did you start making music right after? Why did you drop out? Why did I? Oh, uh, I have a so I have a personal vendetta against college though. Actually, 
but I don't want to get in trouble for saying that. But you I didn't say where you went, so that's all right. Oh, I'll tell you. I went to University of Denver. Oh, okay. But you have a vendetta against them? Sure. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, do. I have a personal vendetta against them. And you I will don't. Not be returning. You and you don't have to snitch on yourself, so you don't have to talk about it if you don't want. But I am. I'll tell you. What do you want to know? Why? Why do? What's this vendetta? Well, it's gonna get kind of. Dark. You want to go to the to the to the darkness with me? We want to go to go. We can go to the the darkness, okay, as we'll you said. Um, <laughs> I'll turn the lights off. So, <laughs> okay, so basically, I think yeah, it was a wrap in between my junior year and my senior year um like my freaking best friend in the whole wide world i've known him since i was eight years old like fucking crazy he's basically my brother right Mm -hmm. um he passed away and i couldn't go to the funeral because i had an accounting final the same day at school Mm -hmm. and I like messaged my professor. I was like, yo, like my best friend just died. Like, can I, can I like skip this exam? Cause like, I gotta yep. be there. Like it's a funeral. Can I go? And he's like, no, like sometimes in life, like you have to, you have to know your priorities. And like school, getting through school is one of them. And it's one of the most important things that you can do with your life. So you either show up for the exam or I will fail you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and I had already failed accounting once before because numbers are hard. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, it's like the biggest regret of my life, not going all for like, what, like a fucking school? Like, what's that yeah. real? I didn't even, I'm not even really using that shit, right? You know, anymore. Like, no. And that, it's also that teachers like fucking yeah. suck. Like, that's I'm not fine. the, that's not the, uh, the human way to deal with that. That's not yeah. like what is, he he hates his life and he's putting that on. You have to deal with it because I have to deal with it. Oh, I mean, in the end, I didn't even take the exam because I went like I have extended time because I'm I'm not slow, but I'm slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was like, I, would, I was I was allowed to do my test in a special room. Yeah, you, yeah OK. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I went there and I just like try to like fucking fill out some of the answers and I just like bawled my eyes out the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like the the proctors of the exam were like, oh, like, all right, we can't let you take this. Like, we'll we'll wring this guy's neck or something. Like, we'll just just chill. Like, we'll we'll take yeah. care of it, so. Mm-hmm. And so how long, so did you drop out pretty much right after that? Um, No, I actually just stuck it out. And then I, cause my, I didn't go to school for myself. I went because my parent, my mom, my mama, my grandma. Yeah, of course. You're trying to make them proud. You're trying to make them happy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so I stuck it out for like as long as I could. Um, and then eventually I got to the point where I was just like, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. And that is, that's a, a reasonable vendetta against the school because they're not there to help you and you're not using them they're not helping you and you know, there's no reason for you to help them. And then how long when you take the course again, anyways, when you fail. So (laughs) what did you do after you dropped out? Um, I mean, it's not that cool. 
I just went, I stayed at my mom's house for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, this is, it, it, it's an origin story. That yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. The, you gotta tell, the, the story counts. So you yeah, stayed. Was, basically, yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, are you music there with your, at your mom's house? Yeah, so I, I stayed at my mom's house and I basically just, I mean, it's not cool, but, or maybe it is cool. I don't know. You tell me. It is uh, cool. I'm enjoying this story. Yeah, I just went back to my mom's house and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'll just, I'll just stay here and figure it out, you know? And that's basically what I did. I stayed there and started cranking out, uh, cranking, cranking out like a lot of the like cloud, cloud wave, uh, chill beats, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, How soon of- after you moving in did you start doing that, like really cranking them out? Day one. Day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that feeling. The Literally the day I graduated, it was mm-hmm. not a good day. It was not a happy day. It was, it was, that's a whole other story, but it was not a happy day. And um, I would, the next day I was like, I don't have, like, this is the first time in my life I don't have structure. So I need to just focus on what my passion is. Yeah. So that's the, so you, day one, you start doing it. And were you a lo-fi fan? Why, why that? Why that style? Yeah, I really liked, um, who did I like? Clams Casino. Yep. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of Clams. And who else did I like? I like Little B a lot. Yes. Yeah, I love, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did a song with him, actually. Did you? Yeah, it's, well, I didn't get credit. It's uncredited, but. <laughs> what I song? Did. It's on his 99 song, like his 99 song mixtape. He has a lot of very long mixtapes, and they're very... I love listening to them sometimes. They're very um, silly. It's called Oh Five Fuck Em, I think. Oh Five Fuck Em? All right, I'm going to have to check that out. How'd you... How'd you... uh, Were you just DMing him? How'd you get a song? I was just a big Little B fan, and he, like, put out his email, and I was just like, (laughs) okay, I'll send some stuff. And then he liked some of them, and we've just been talking back and forth. Yeah. Uh He didn't even tell me that I was on it. And then I was just listening to it. And then I was like, oh, that's my song. Cool. <laughs> that is for, so was he the first one post college that you were like, oh, that's, that's my song on a project I'm listening to from hip hop. Yeah. What else were you doing other than hip hop? Just like the chill beat. Oh, oh, the chill stuff. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> artists in that were you? Was your stuff used? What, what were you doing? What produce? Uh, what work? Uh, artists were you working with? Um, I did a lot of remixes. Some of them still owe me money, so I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sore spot. Yeah. Who else? I did a bunch of just like really weird, like sampley little B stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. So then, when did you switch over into? So you when did you switch over into like working with? rappers more seriously like taking that more seriously okay so i'll just like fill it in a little bit so basically i did a bunch of the chill stuff and i did the little b stuff Mm -hmm. and uh the little beast obviously little b gets on like rolling stone and everything yeah um and then some of the beats from the chill projects got like covered by like vice and like shit like that Mm -hmm. um can we curse on here? I don't know. Yeah, you can, it's called <laughs> Bucked Up. Yeah, you can yeah, curse okay, on here. Cool. Yeah. I'm wearing a West Side Gun Chris Benoit t-shirt. You can curse on here. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, 
so yeah some of that stuff got like some like hype or whatever and, and got like i don't know like a million plays on youtube or whatever um and from that uh, a couple of producers in la like hit me up and they're like oh we need some beats or whatever uh and i was just like oh like i always wanted to live in la i guess mm -hmm. and, and like come out and do music and i guess i got to a point where i was just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and then i just left and were you able to so you were being you were able to uh pay for your life with music at this point uh -huh, not really yeah okay <laughs> but i wanted to <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh so i so you're in la now was you were out there before or is yeah this is have you moved back oh my gosh um so i never really live i still don't even really live live in la yeah like i kind of would just come out and i would shoot like some videos and I'd do some songs and then i'd go back home and then I got really into like the Chicago scene and like the rappers and stuff there. Mm -hmm. Who so are I you mean, listening to? Oh, fucking G Herbo. Yeah. Um, the I, weird thing about G Herbo, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. When go I ahead. think, when I think about how the first time I heard him, mm -hmm. it was because of Nicki Minaj. Really? Because oh, he did it. She did like a uh, Chirac was. Yeah. She did a remix to yeah. uh, when he went by Lil Herb. Yeah. And that was like one of the first times I might have known him from like because I was into Dirk pretty early on, like in his like signed to the streets days. But like I I don't know I just always thought that was a weird artist to put hit like that was the first time I heard him. Yeah. So you really are into the you were into the Chicago scene. Yep. Yep. And then do do you have like a scene you like now? Yeah, my scene. <laughs> Your scene. I like my stuff the most now, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not to be, like, egotistical or whatever, but, mm -hmm. like, I just feel like we're the best. Like, people that I work with and, like, the projects I'm working on, it's just, like, the best. That, so, but you work with people all over. Do you like that it's, like, um, it's not a city scene? What do you mean? Because you're from D.C. You said these artists are from all over. It's not, like you know like memphis has like a scene or if you even buffalo you know with griselda and the rise of what they're doing like buffalo has a scene it's like that's not really what it is your scene is kind of uh, a network of people all over sure sure how do you so you who who is it you you work with josh alias who is also an amazing okay. artist yeah who, who else is in your scene uh teddy andreas fantastic that's the homie i i've known him for before like any of his tapes really like his big tapes really dropped how, how did you meet him because how did you meet him so there was a rapper by the name of taia bali i don't know if you know him mm -hmm. yeah um i did some beats for him too like back in the day oh really yeah you've yeah, been yeah. in this game a long time you're very blasé about it i can tell because you're like i've been doing this like <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really a clout-based person, but... No, of course. You know, uh, that's... No one wants to be that. Maybe I forgot some of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said... Um, How did you meet him? Teddy. Um. Okay, so... I produced for Taya Bali, and he is a friend of mine, and he posted one of Teddy's songs way before anyone even knew about him, really. Because mm -hmm. um, he was running around like New York and stuff with uh, like Biggie's son, Biggie's son, 
He was running a Twitter like hip hop facts page when Twitter Twitter just was starting, right? Like hip hop pictures or something on Twitter, and that's how I found out him in like 2012. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man. (laughs) But yeah, so I just hit him up, and you know, yeah, kind of built a friendship, and I've just been working with him for a really long time. How do you know that you've connected with? Do you so? How do you know when like an artist is one that you want to work with? Well, I gotta like their music, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you work I, with people that you have like a personal, like you want to have like a personal friendship with them for you to work with them? Well, I'll always start with the music first. Mm-hmm. Like uh, friendship and the relationships are really important to me. But I'm a fucking artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do you have friends trying to be like get on? musically because you are like you are an artist yeah i mean i think everybody wants to quote unquote get on you know yeah Mm -hmm. um but i do get kind of mad when people because i'm just like i bled for this shit you know (laughs) (laughs) i've given my years of my life to this yeah exactly like i've been through the ringer in a lot of ways and i feel like you kind of have to uh to make great art and so i do kind of get a little mad when people are just like Oh, like this looks so cool. I could do that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gotta earn your stripes, you know. <laughs> do you still have the same passion for music as you did, like in the game and dealing with the business side and all that? I'll put it like this: some days I absolutely hate it, so I feel like it's the worst thing in the world. And other days, I'm like this is awesome. I just want to play these songs and have people love them and enjoy them. Do you, do you, so you said you're a fan of your music, which is awesome. It's, I feel like you have to, I don't like, it's weird when people don't like their own stuff. I, I basically let that guide me um, mm-hmm. for everything I do. Like you asked me what it takes for me to work with somebody. It's really, if I'm a fan of their music, I'll, reach out i don't care if they're got two followers or a, a billion um and i think a big part of the reason is or a big part of the reason of why i started making music was because um i felt like the stuff that was out wasn't satisfying me as a fan mm-hmm. and someone told me like be the change you want to see in the world which is like kind of cliche, but also like mad, like super true. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, like if people aren't making the songs that I want to hear, I'll just start making them. What was the first song that you were a fan of? <sighs> probably nine to five. The one that, as far as stuff that's out, probably nine to five. Yeah. How did that song come together? How did it come together? I made the beat. Mm hmm. And Freddie dropped his like R and B album. I don't know if you remember that one. Was that the one with uh? Yeah, he had. Was that the one that had the song with O three Greedo on it? It was like it's a like pink. Right. That, yeah. Right in that time period. It was like a pink cover. He's in like a suit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was right around then, and that had come out, and like Pitchfork and everybody were like writing about it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I, I've always loved Freddie. Um. And I was just, everyone was just talking about him. And I was like, you know what? I should do a song with him. He's pretty dope, you know? Yeah. 
and I had the beat, and I just DM'd, or I, uh, I DM'd and just, like, spammed his manager's email, <laughs> and uh, we made it happen. Do you, uh, and you also have Teddy on that song. Mm-hmm. And he, he has a killer verse. Killed it. Insane. And that's gr- it's awesome that he was able to not hold his own because he's been in the game for a very long t- time too. But like that track is a great track fully through. There's not yeah. it's not like there's a, a waves or a waivers or anything. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a reason for that. Uh, first off, Teddy took a little bit of time to finish his verse. <laughs> I distinctly remember texting him like, "Yo, what's up with the verse? You gonna send it?" And he's like, ah, oh, man, like, it's got Freddie Gibbs on it. I got to go crazy, you know? <laughs> How long did it take him? How long did it take him? I don't even, I mean, at least, a, like, two months, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit longer. Well, how did you know that was the beat? Like, how did you know that was the beat that you were, that you were going to be a fan of? Oh, I just love fucking Teddy, uh, Freddie's The Mad Lib Projects, man. Mm-hmm. That that to me is peak. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. He's kind of like blowing up. He's having like his second wind of like blow up Freddie right now. Mm-hmm. But for me, the Mad Lib projects are just the, the epitome of Freddie Gibbs. If you go back to any episode, so I'm in New York right now staying with my, uh, my lovely producers, Ani and Irish's place, but I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, and cool. on any other episode, I have Pinata right behind me on the wall. Oh, nice! It's that, and I—I uh, think uh, Pinata, and um, how am I blanking right now? Bandana. Bandana, yeah. I even went on the Bandana tour. I'm sorry. This is called Bucked Up for a reason. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> but um, th- those—that's. They were perfect. They were perfect. I he they were even better than the Alchemist album, and I love Alchemist. Like they were even better than Alfredo. Yeah. But you how you knew that song, just like you made it. How did you make it? And you were like, "This is it." Pretty much. Uh, okay. Originally, I actually made that beat for Raycorn because I had just connected with him, and he was like, "Yeah, you can send me beats or whatever." And so I was like, "I'm a huge Wu Tang fan." And so I just like made this like whole pack and I was like, oh, I'm going to send him all these beats. And then he never rapped on any of them. So I was kind of bummed. And then like when Freddie had dropped that R&B album and I was like, I should do a song with him. I just knew like, all right, if I was going to do a song with him, it's got to be that. Beat. Like I was holding on to that beat for a minute and I was just like, it's got to go somewhere. It's too good not to go somewhere, you know? And he killed that song. You said his, you spammed his manager. How long, uh, <laughs> like how long... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. How long of a time was that that you were you made the beat versus you got him to respond versus you got him the verse that he did? So I had the beat for like three months. Mm-hmm. But to his credit, Lambo, his manager, is one of the most solid, good manager humans in the business. He, like, the second I was like, "Yo, can you can we work something out? Can we get him on this?" He hit me back and he was like, all right, like, let's, let's do it. You know, so yeah. it, it was very, it took a while for me to get him in the video <laughs> and there was like fires and where he lived. Uh, but getting him on the song w- was very smooth and, and they're the best. So 
you know, shouts out to those guys because they're they're great. I love I love those guys. Well, then why why'd you pick the? You said you were a fan of David Cho. How mm-hmm. when did you pick that intro for the song? Okay, so first I got him on the song. He record he recorded a whole like a whole long like the whole thing was filled like three four minutes of just like bars and hooks and ideas you know yeah and then i listened to the whole thing and there was the one section it was actually that was actually just a verse one he said it like one time where he was like nine to five you're gonna pay the rent and i was like oh that's got to be the hook right there so then i like chopped it all up and then i took the verse and turned that into the hook mm-hmm. um and then it was like because i like cut it up it was like missing other stuff um and i was listening to a bunch of david Cho, joe rogan stuff and i was okay. just like this is perfect you know and <laughs> yeah drop that in and then i was like wait the the end like it's missing something now so i called teddy and i was like yo i need you on this man like so you picked the david Cho thing before even teddy's verse correct, correct. did you have you ever tried to send that to david oh yeah i met uh, he had to give me i mean he gave me the clearance Oh, it. so oh, you duh, you have to get clearance for that. I don't see. I don't know about the music industry that much. I yeah. like learn like okay. So you had to reach out to him. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I he lives in the L.A. area, mm-hmm. um, and he had a speaking like speaking like art speaking engagement. Yeah, and I went. I went to go see him speak, and I met him after his talk, and I was just like, "Yo, man, I made this song." Like, can I, can I use it? Can I use your this this snippet? And he basically was just like so like he's just like yeah man sure yeah <laughs> that's How so cool. you, like, <laughs> <laughs> How did you how did you find out about? Are you a fan of art too? Like, how did you find um, out about David Cho? How did I find out about David Cho? Uh, did I find out about David Cho? Bobby Lee. Oh, so you're a longtime fan of Bobby Lee. Oh my gosh, dude. Mad TV. When I was a kid, like Mad TV forever, man. Like I was just like, cause you know, when you're a kid growing up, like there was like no Asians on television. Mm-hmm. So to see like Bobby Lee, like make it on like, on like Fox, like a huge network, like in comedy too. Like we just like, that's our guy, you know? Yeah. We were it- like, <laughs> We just love, everyone just love, like, all the Asians love Bobby Lee, man. <laughs> and did you, were you, and was he one of the first, like, comedians that you were a fan of? Probably at that time, like, early on, probably the only one. Before Dave Chappelle, like, when I got older. But, mm-hmm. like, as a kid, like, Bobby was, like, the guy. Have you ever seen him perform, met him, talked to him? No, I wish. You want to hook it up? You <laughs> We could, I don't know, but you could, you seem good at DMing. You seem, that's the whole thing is I feel like you have confidence in your stuff. So you're like, oh, if I reach out to someone, I have a, I have something to get. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, please check me out. Like, I don't have, you're like, oh, I have something to give. Even if you spam whatever, it's like, if you're, if you have confidence in yourself, then like people are going to have confidence in your stuff too exactly yeah but i other than that interaction with bobby lee he is not one of the comedians i i know that well okay <laughs> i'm uh, so he 
I, I do want to ask you the so how did you then get into stand up from that? Man, I don't know. Like I said, I just always liked stand up casually. I'm not like a huge stand up fan, but I'm like a casual, <laughs> casual yeah. fan. I what think- are you? What are your like passions outside of music? I like anime a lot, and I just got a PS Five. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm jealous now. I've been trying. I, I'm not paying any more than the price. Yeah. So did you pay extra for it? Yeah, I fucking paid extra. <laughs> Is it worth it? I don't know. I just opened it yesterday, so I'll let you. I'll let you know. What are you playing on it? This will turn to uh-huh. a video game podcast real quick. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I got Resident Evil two and three. I downloaded Dark Souls. Um, I literally just unboxed it like last night, so yeah. the jury's still out on like all the fancy nut stuff, but I'm still pretty excited about it. Why are you even doing a podcast with me? You should be uh hanging up this Zoom call and going and playing the PS5 right now. Because <laughs> man, gotta gotta uh, you know, I love my like. I think a lot of artists like to say like, "Oh, I love the fans," you know, but when there's a hundred kids waiting in line to see your concert. Uh, they're not gonna as soon as the concert's over they're gonna fucking leave and they're not gonna stay and they're not gonna talk to you and they're gonna make a fucking vip they're gonna make you pay 80 dollars to fucking even get a meet and greet mm-hmm. you know so it's like do you really love your fans i don't know um and i think i really wanted to like make it a point so like i respond to every dm like as long as someone's cool like i'll yeah. probably do it if you want to you know yeah totally do you so you said like the lot i know it's uh pandemic time but do you do live shows still or uh, before all that were you still yeah, performing I live? I, I used to yeah not right now though yeah of course it, are things things are you're in la so things are shut down so it's not like right, sort of i mean it's like halfway yeah are, do you so you came up like with li- like performing live. You doing those beats or the beat circuit? Like, I yeah. feel like that's something that's like I go to so many. Like before COVID, I would go to a concert a week. I loved last concert I went to before COVID was Young Dolph and Key Glock. That was a great concert. <laughs> what was the last one you went oh. to? Oh my gosh, uh, Lollapalooza. Oh, wait, who was uh? Well, who's headlining? I was in Chicago. It was like Post Malone, Gucci Mane, Little Uzi Vert. Um, yeah. I've been getting back into really old Gucci. I heard Iced Out Bart the other day, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to be listening to old Gucci again. Gucci is a legend, man. He really <laughs> People miss the old Gucci, but, you know, he's got he's got to get them endorsement deals now. So Yeah. I saw Gucci on his first show back after getting out of prison. Yeah. And um he had he had Evander Grimm opening up for him. Mm. And uh Evander didn't like the crowd. Yeah. Didn't like how the show was going, so he left halfway through his set. Yeah. And Gucci made him go back and apologize to the audience. Listen, he's, and he's that got- was the most bought. That was the most bought. I like, I loved Gucci, but that made it. Was, that was the most boss ass thing I've ever seen anyone do. Got man. Yeah, go back and apologize to the audience. Yep. 
That was great. But no, I, old Gucci is the best. Well, you know why, right? Because Gucci was, people forget about this. Gucci was underground for a long time. Yeah. So he got, when he first came out, he got shit on, man. The industry, like all the fancy little pop rappers or whatever. Like he, he, he went through it, you know, for a long time. Um, that happens to a lot of the rappers who are in it for a long time and just stick through it, but stick through yeah. it strong. Like, I feel like Dirk is dealing with that now. Like, yeah. Dirk is finally kind of breaking through into, like, all right, he's been proven in his longevity in the game. But, like, I remember when, like, Sign to the Streets 2 came out, people were shit, like, would shit on him so bad. And then, like, all throughout, but he was always good. Like, he just, he, he, is now people are finally recognizing. Yeah. Who are you listening to other than the people that you work with? Like who, who, who do you like now that's coming up? It doesn't even have to be big artists. Coming up. Um, yeah. Man, I'm still listening to Juice's album that he put out. Very solid. I get a lot of good recommendations from uh, Dre. Mm-hmm. He's like pretty like hip. I like yeah. Young Blue. Yeah. Um, who else do I like? Hmm. Do you do you not listen to a ton of music because you're mate? Like, do you not go out of your way anymore to like try to search for the new artist type thing? Well, when I said that, like my people, like like literally, like Young Dre is like my favorite artist right now. Like he's the best. Like when you hear the stuff that we have, when it comes out, like. I think people in the world will understand like why I say that. Um, I don't know. I, I still like X, XXX Tentacion. Yeah. I like his stuff. When was the first time you heard him? He's one of those artists that you remember, like, at least for me, I remember the first time I heard him. Yeah. Uh, a friend sent me a SoundCloud link to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to do this anymore or whatever that's on mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, and I was just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is insane. Like, yeah he's amazing like <laughs> you know what are you what are you working on right now you said you you said you've you've mentioned maybe five albums that you might yeah. be working on right now source of uh, <laughs> tension amongst uh people but what are you like what are, what's the next like most solid project you have coming okay. up i guarantee you have my word that these two projects are coming out number one is i have from dusk till dawn or not sorry dusk till dawn Part one comes out on March 5th. With who? With Young Drag. Oh, real? Okay. Is that is that his first project? That is his first project. As Actually, also my first project because my actual album got, you know, transformed into something else. So. What, what, what happened with that? Because that is surprising. You, you have a long history, but you don't have any projects out fully. I know it's pretty crazy, right? I don't even have an album out yet. <laughs> Is that uh, purposeful, or what happened with this album that you were working oh, on? Uh, labels, labels happen. Uh, people going to jail happened. Um, so I, I guess, like, I got a song with YNW Melly, mm-hmm. um, and Anneli Chapa, and I'm really proud of. And just, I don't know, I've just been trying to get the clearances for a long time, and it's just like. You got to do it, man. Uh, and if is you don't, that, 
is that hard being like this is my art like this is my passion and it's like oh, the business it, gets in the way of it freaking heartbreaking man i mean i had a song that i like yeah i had a song that i put my heart and soul into and i i loved it and the artists some of them did like the song like they did it for free because they love the, the music mm-hmm. um and then we go for the clearance we're like hey like can you can you guys clear this so we can put it out and they're basically just like oh like, fuck you it's and there's there's no way to work around it because you're like just labels man yeah is that is that something when did you learn about is that when you learned about it or did you know about this early on in your music career oh i didn't i only learned about it when i when i started working with um like big rappers and and putting stuff out you mm-hmm. know for that for the, <laughs> the supposed album which now is you know in in limbo how long has it been in limbo i don't know i want to say six months it was supposed to come out this year but then it didn't (laughs) so what's it what's it uh morphing into like what are you what are your next steps with it so i had a i have a i don't have a song i have a song currently with j electronica Mm -hmm. um and i and i basically just ended up putting some of the songs from that album onto um the project with dre Oh wow! So, so yeah, go ahead. No, what were you saying? Sorry. Oh, uh, this project with Dre is basically like my debut album and his debut album together. You know. How long have you been working on it? I want to say the past two, three months. And do you guys work together with it, or are you guys in different places sending it back and forth? Sending it back and forth, man. That's pretty good. Co- do you do you feel like there's a difference? in working with it like in studio with someone versus like sending it back and forth yeah sometimes it's better actually and sometimes it's worse what do you how would it be i want to hear about why would it be worse it's harder to convince someone to do something if they can just if you're if you're really far away from them it's harder to be like yo come on man you gotta do this you know yeah. mm-hmm. um although i don't know the people that i work with ha- have kind of just trusted me like the the smaller artists mm-hmm. um because they don't have like the big heads yeah do you well you've been in the game what's kept your head small like what kept you you know uh humble about it i'm just a fan though like i'm just a fan of music um and when i when i talk to you or i talk to anyone that's a fan of my music i don't think like i'm the artist and you are below me <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? no totally yeah do i'm you, like we're... does the business like the labels fucking over putting your music in limbo does that wait does that waver your love for music and the fan of music oh, a thousand percent i mean when i said i wanted to quit you know and ride off into the sunset or whatever i think that is a big part of what soured uh, things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, po- I'm trying to be positive, you know, shouts a little B. Uh, <laughs> because of someone like Dre, who is not signed uh, and is so insanely talented, uh, it enabled me to be like, oh, well, I don't even need that album anymore because I can just do 24 songs with this kid and and take over the world 
you know and i don't even need to talk i don't need to talk to any of those labels get any permission from any of them yeah um, and then in a couple cases we have big artists but our relationships are good and they're friends or they're on the same like distributor so it's yeah all, you know does that make you see that you say the positive like that does give hope and it also shows that you said earlier that you're not like a clout chaser and yeah. that that proves that you are a man of your word you mm. know that you're like no like i love the music i'm gonna make the music i want to make fuck you no matter what you say like that's that's awesome and that shows that you are like it does it might waver you you might want to quit and tomorrow you could wake up with a different feeling but yeah. that that is awesome to hear that even dealing with all the bullshit you can come out with kind of a stronger mentality about it yeah i mean i did it for i don't know the people you know because mm -hmm. as i said like i just felt like the kids deserve greatness okay and <laughs> we only get so many great albums every like cycle um and i wanted i wanted the kids to have the same experiences that i had like the first time i heard college dropout or the first time i don't know if you like drake but the first time i heard take care was just yeah. mm -hmm. to me um and i think that the fans and, and the kids out there deserve that. Do you think that was changed by the industry? That there can't be these like... Man, yeah, probably. It definitely makes it harder. Yeah. It, it's definitely a, a meat grinder of a business. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I don't even know if you listen to them, but that's why I love Griselda and I love yeah. West Side Gun and I love every, everyone out of Buffalo and that whole scene because they changed they, they changed it in a way. Changed the rules. And, yeah, and I love that. And I real, they're killing it. That's why I almost exclusively wear their clothing just because it's like a, a respect. And I, I love them. It's like I really yeah. do. And I, I feel that the way you t you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, damn. There's other people, like, you feel it, too, like, you feel it with your music, and you're putting that out there. Why did you, why is Young Dre the artist you picked, that you're like, this is, this is the, how did you know this is the guy? He's just the best, man. I don't even, like, obviously, there is the relationship. He's cool. He's easy to work with. Mm -hmm. um, we both like anime. I don't know. We talked, the first couple of times we talked, we talked for, like, an hour about, like, waffles and stuff like <laughs> just like stupid shit like that you know yeah um you remember the first verse you heard from him like was there a song you heard like yeah there's a song but it's not out yet so it's called cold hearted it's really good and it'll come out okay a, will it be on this album or is that on another project it's gonna be on the second album um it started out as something that uh was just his song and then it was brought to me and we totally like redid it and because it had he did it over like another like a youtube beat or whatever mm -hmm. yeah it's like oh like i know what to do with this like let's let's flip the drums or whatever let's turn it <laughs> you know yeah uh, so yeah i i just knew that he was the guy you know what i mean and i was just like mm -hmm. well what other projects are you focused fully on that or do you have other projects that you're oh working my gosh. on i'm 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 focused yeah like a laser the laser 
how off do you work on it every day? Like, do you work on music every day? Oh yeah, that's that's why it's called Dusk Till Dawn because like straight up like I go to bed working on it. Dre will send me an idea. I'll wake or yeah, I'll wake up. He'll send me a new idea, and then like I'll work on it, and then I'll go to bed, and then like I'll like I'll stay up till three at three at night or three a.m. like mixing it, and then I'll wake up the next morning, and he'll send me another something else. Yeah, and we've just been going at it for like nonstop basically do you are you excited how do you how are you feeling about your your first album being put out uh a little bit nervous but mostly excited (laughs) what are you feeling what are you feeling nervous about well there's always i like to talk a big game of like it's so good like i'm awesome you know (laughs) But every artist, there's like the 1% of like, what if people hate it? You know? <laughs> yeah. I I one I totally feel that. I, I, I told my producer I'm no longer going to say 100% because I say it a lot. I always say 100%. Oh, say it. Say it but... put on a t-shirt and I'll buy one. Oh, <laughs> a 100% t-shirt. She's been trying to talk me into doing that too. <laughs> but um, but it's it's true. It's but the only reason I don't want other people to hate it is I don't want them to see what I hate in it. Mm. I don't know if you feel that way, but that's how I feel about it. Like when I listen back to a, I guess it's different with a podcast because it's like I don't edit it. It's just like there. You can't like work on it and then put it out. But I see the imperfections and I'm like, oh, I don't want other people to hate the imperfections like I do. Right. What do you like? Is that how you feel about it? Or is it like these people aren't going to understand what I've been trying to do. I guess even if you're the greatest in the world, there's always a, there's always a chance. You you never, you never really know if something's going to do well or if it's going to be well received until you put it out. Mm -hmm. You know, have you, have you had to deal with haters? Not really. That's good. (laughs) I feel like I, that's good though. I didn't know if like, how you do, like if you don't answer because you say you read a lot of messages i didn't know if like it like like i'm not gonna lie i don't like when people talk shit about this podcast like i see people talk shit and i, I don't love it but i don't let it get to me i try to have other vices like not vices but like i'll go meditate or i'll go do yoga or i'll go for a run because i feel like that will help me not go animal on whoever's talking shit I also kind of love it. I, I, I'm definitely a child of the internet. Um, and I think there's this thing of like, people are trolls, like, people are trolls. Like, they, they must be in their, in their basements and they're so sad and they hate the world. But a lot of them are just kids that like to goof off and be assholes on the internet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It it is a lot of that. That's that's. They don't hate you. They're just being assholes on the internet, man. Like, that's a great. That's so. That's not a perspective that's talked about, but it's one hundred percent true. Yeah. It's like it's not these sad. It's not sad people in their basements that like live with their moms. It's like exactly. kids, It's just kids who are like, I want to fuck around. I don't give a fuck. Like people do dumb shit when they're young. Exactly. exactly. Oh, totally. What's your project after? What's your project after Dust Till Dawn? Well, okay, so there's two parts of that. Um, well, you said you one, did say part one, 
Right. So part one's coming in March. Mm-hmm. And then part two, I have yet to decide when it will be arriving. Okay. Anything else? Uh, there may be a part three. I-, I tried to keep it to two parts, but we just kept making songs. Uh, so maybe there'll be a part three. Are you ever going to put a project out with Teddy? Dude, I've been trying to get that kid to do a project with me since he first started. I was just like, let's do a co let's do it. Let's do it. You if know? you're listening, Teddy, do the fucking project. I'm, yeah. I'm bullying yeah. you on my podcast, on my self-help yeah. podcast. No, but that would be dope because you guys do have a great chemistry musically. Yeah. And yeah, he's the best man. Like he's like a he's like a good he's just the best man. Do you have like some dream coll- you've worked with some dream collect like you you did get a verse from Raekwon on that. That was one of the first songs I ever heard from you too. Was the one with G Herbo and Rake. Like you do have some great dream collabs, but do you have other dream collabs that you would want? Ah, all right. I'm just gonna just for the child, the child version of myself. I mean, I still gotta put Kanye on the list. Mm-hmm. Just I just have to do it. I'm. You don't have to. I I understand. He's on there. <laughs> uh, don't take him off. I don't know if he even will do it. You know? Yeah. Um, he introduced one of your songs before, so. True, true. Um, and then Drake. Mm-hmm. Others, others, you know. Yeah. Put him on the I, same song. Fuck it. I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to smoke with that. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I would love to do something with Drake. Um... Yeah, and then I guess I gotta put the we I'll put the weekend on there. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Do you like his new stuff? No comment. I understand. There's no snitching on this podcast. No, I, I put that under the the trilogy album slash mixtape. So fucking! I still listen to that all the time, all so the time. Good. That's so good. Good, yeah. yeah. Even Kissland, I love Kissland. Oh my gosh, so great. Yeah. But I understand. He's awesome. So when when's the album dropping? March fifth. March fifth. I I'm really excited for it. And you said you said Jay Electronica was on a track. It's got Jay for big names. The only mm-hmm. features we have. You are... don't give me all names. <laughs> I like you. Don't say don't. don't okay, well, short. <laughs> we've got we've got Jay Electronica. He's on the intro. Uh huh. And we've got the game on a song. Hmm. Um, we've got my homie Sixo. He's really talented. Okay. Um, the song with him in was it with Famous Dex? Dex, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got oh, I have another David Cho uh, like segment at the end. Oh, really? Is this from Joe Rogan too, or no? Uh, no, it's from something else. Okay. What's it from? It's from it's a snippet from his uh, his DVD essay podcast. Okay. And who else on it? That's it. That's oh, it. And, okay. and Young Dre, of course. Okay, well that's awesome, and that's coming. Are do any other singles dropping before then? If I can get the clearances, if if Melly gets out of jail, you know everybody stay out of trouble. All the rappers stay out of trouble. So Let's you can't off. you can't release the song while he's locked up. I mean, I could. It's just harder. I mean, it's just I. It's hard. Yeah, it's I. I didn't know. So it. What's the difference between songs that can be released and songs that can't? What do you mean? Like he, there's been features that he he has 
had come out since incarceration? Uh, well, it probably depends on the subject matter of the song. Mm, okay, yeah. N- now I understand. Okay, yeah. thank you for clarifying for me. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. So yeah, just stay. The self-help of this podcast is stay out of trouble. Stay out of. Tr- Every people hit me up. They say, "What are you up to?" I just say, "Trying to stay out of trouble." <laughs> stay, staying out of trouble. Do you? Okay, you're from real quick. I know. I was. I. This has been like the third time I've kind of ended this podcast. But do you? listen like who do you like out of the dmv because a little dude has been one of my favorites that has not like blow it but i love little dude a lot who else do you like out of the dmv oh my gosh uh sinitas tempo i don't think he's a producer he's no i don't cool. know him i like i'm just gonna name all the. i mean most of the dmv guys are like for me are like underground guys like i like kev brown i don't know if you know mm-hmm. him um odyssey is pretty good i love odyssey yeah um, I don't know you. Uh, I, I want to shout out two of them, J. Royale and You'll Never Know, two okay. great uh, rappers out of Baltimore. Yeah. Really uh, great. Yeah, worked with like Conway and worked with you know. Cool, good, cool. Yeah, but uh, who else? Give, uh, give them a shout out because I love. I'll go back and listen to this and check out all these names. I think Holiday. I don't know if you know Holiday with an X. He's from the DMV. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty fire. Do you claim yourself to the DMV? Yeah, man. You got your Ravens hat on. Yeah, man. <laughs> the Washington Reds. What is that? I don't even. <laughs> Come on, man. Man, thank you so much for coming on. I really had a great time talking to you. Uh, you. Make sure to check out all his music. What's your uh, social media? Uh, my Instagram is AdamSnow301. And yeah. That's me. Awesome. That's Make sure, <laughs> really a big fan, and I hope everyone listens to it, and you can subscribe to Bucked Up on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. For sure.